Welcome to Money MD, where the money doctors are in the house. We're giving out prescriptions for better financial health and making smart decisions with your money. We give common sense solutions to your complex problems. And now, here are the doctors. Well, Ryan, um, 2022 has started off with a bang. Yeah, <clears throat> Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to everybody out there. Yes, um, yeah, we're, uh, uh, I mean, the markets have started off good. Um, ended yeah, the, year, the year strong. Yeah, we ended the year, 2021 was a great year in the stock market. Um, of course, we're all still dealing with COVID. Yeah. You know, it's the gift that never stops giving. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> we're back to dealing with Omicron and, you know, everything to deal with that. Um, <clears throat> but hey, we got some positives. We got, we got the uh, college uh, uh, championship here on Monday. Yeah, Georgia Bulldogs are back in it back again. Back in it, you know, get another bite at the apple against against Alabama. I yeah. hope they can take them down. Um, yeah, we need we need Georgia to win it. Yeah, we got to pull for our local team here. Um, <clears throat> no offense to any Alabama fans out there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we have a lot going on. Um, and, you know, there's some great topics we're going to talk about here. Um, we're going to talk about the six steps to building real wealth in 2022. Well, you that's know? a good one. It really is. If you want to get ahead – you know, there are some key steps to getting ahead financially and really building true wealth over time. So we're gonna t we're gonna dive into that. Yeah, and the second topic is how to make your uh, financial life happier in 2022. So the last two years have maybe been a little stressful for some people financially, obviously dealing with the pandemic. So here we're gonna talk about some goals just to make it a little bit easier for you. How to be a little bit happier with your financial life. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I, I love the idea of talking about having more joy in your life and just being happier. Ways to do that and still be successful. Um, yeah, so that's a great topic. You want to tune into that. By the way, I'm Steve Marbert. I'm a certified financial planner and a Dave Ramsey Smart Rester Pro with over 26 years in financial planning and investment advice. Yeah, and I'm Ryan Borders. I'm also a certified financial planner and a Dave Ramsey Smart Rester Pro. And we're excited to have you listen to us today on our weekly show, our podcast up every Friday, actually Friday mornings. And, um, you know, you can check us out on our website, moneymd.net. Um, you can link to us there. Um, you can send us your questions. We'd love to hear from you. You can listen to all our old shows um, anytime. Those are all out there on our, on our website. Hundreds of shows. We've been doing this for a very long time, over 10 years now. Um, you can listen to us anywhere in the world. And you can find us on iTunes as well. So please check out our website. We're going to start off here, Ryan, with the financial fact of the week. And this is it. Um, so 40.3% um, of college graduates aged 22 to 27 are working in jobs in which they're underemployed. Thanks. In other words, yeah. So in other words, they're working in jobs that typically don't require a college degree. Um, so that's 40%. And historically, it's been 33.5% of grads are underemployed, but but now it's 40%. Um it's kind of weird, you know, that people are taking lower jobs like that. Um, however, we also know here recently that that the number of people that are quitting that are trying to move up to yeah. better jobs is really high. Yeah, I think I think a lot of it is, you know, the degree doesn't necessarily just give you the job. You have to have the other skills, the ambition. You got to go right. look for the job. Um, exactly. It's not just going to fall in your lap just because you have a degree. Exactly. And now might be a great time to, to actually look into a better job because, you yeah. know, the labor market's super tight right now. Um, so it's a really good time if you thought about changing careers or changing uh, changing companies um, to, to go out there and, you know, put your resume on the street and, and see what you find. Because, yeah, employers are, are pretty desperate to try to fill yeah. positions right now. 
Absolutely. There's some negotiating power there and lots of options for you. Absolutely. All right. Well, good fact of the week. And that leads us up here to our first topic, and that is the six steps to building real wealth in 2022. Um, yeah, this is an article from Yahoo Finance um, very recently. And um, Ryan, you know, if you're someone who makes New Year's resolutions, you know, something like increasing your net worth, it's probably somewhere on your list, if I had to guess. Yeah. <laughs> you know, something related to that, right? I mean, so the question is, how can you move the needle forward with that gold here in 2022? Um, trying to increase your wealth can feel like you're trying to swim across the ocean or maybe climb Mount Everest, you know, where you, you don't even know where to start a lot of times. Um, well, the steps to building wealth, though, really, it's not rocket science. It's getting the ball rolling. You know, that's the difficult part. You know, building momentum, that's actually where... The, the hard part comes. And, you know, if that weren't true, there'd be more people who'd be millionaires and the average retirement savings for a 50 year old wouldn't only be $160,000, you know? So um, the average person is woefully behind on building wealth for retirement and for their future. So you don't want to be one of those people. You want to get on the right track this year. And uh, so we got the ways to do that. But, but creating a plan really is the first step. Um, you know, the results, they're not going to come quickly. It takes time. Wealth is built over time, not overnight. So you have to be patient. You have to let markets and time work for you. With that said, you know, um, you, you have to, if you want to accumulate more wealth in 2022, here are some suggestions from a recent survey of financial advisors serving high net worth people of how to do that. Yeah, and you hear the saying all the time about finances, 80% behavioral, 20% technical. And one of the first ways you can do that is update your budget and your financial plan. That's very much a behavioral aspect. So if you already have a budget, and hopefully you do, you know, you want to analyze and update it. After all, no budget can stay the same for long. Uh, you know, if you get a pet at a streaming service or buy a car, suddenly your budget changes. So there's always continuous changes throughout the year. Um, start the year by evaluate, evaluating your monthly budget and buckets of important lifestyle expenses and non-essential expenses. You really want to separate those, um, the latter of which might include gym membership or dining out purchases. Then make an informed decision on the amount of discretionary income you have for your financial goals. So once you have a number in mind that could go towards retirement or savings account, start putting that money aside every month. Uh, once your budget is in good shape, then take the next step and update your retirement plan, which is crucial. Um, go see your financial planner if you don't have a plan and get one started or up and make sure it's updated every year. Um, it's impossible to know where you are heading if you don't have an up-to-date roadmap. And that's what the financial plan in your fin uh, is to your financial goals. So having a good financial plan is crucial. Yeah, absolutely. That's That's definitely the first step is updating your budget and your financial plan. The next step, though, is, is just as critical, and it's a foundational step to building real wealth, and that is having an adequate emergency fund. Um, yeah, I mean, if you don't have one, you absolutely need an emergency fund. Your emergency fund needs to be adequate to cover three to six months' worth of expend expenses, and it needs to grow as your spending grows over time. So, you know, the number you had 10 years ago might not be adequate today. It won't be, I'm sure. Um, so without a proper emergency fund, though, it's impossible to build wealth because you're going to constantly need to hit up your investments to or incur debt to cover those one-time expenses, which inevitably come up 
almost every single month. Um, so this is absolutely the foundation of any successful financial plan. An emergency fund is also the heart of any strong financial portfolio because it allows you to manage your cash flow, take advantage of opportunities which come up, <clears throat> um, allows you to build some liquidity in your situation so you can take advantage of opportunities. And there, there's simply no downside to kind of fattening up your savings as an emergency fund <clears throat> as kind of the foundation to building real wealth. So I know it sounds elementary, but yes, a found, an adequate emergency fund is the key foundation to building real wealth. Absolutely. And, and the next one is pay off consumer debt. Did, did Dave Ramsey write this article? It sounds like no, it. no, it's not, but it's, uh, it's certainly a lot sounds of like advisors. It. So yeah, yeah it's people like us. That's right. Exactly. Well, obviously Ramsey's advice works and a lot of people believe in it. And so pay off consumer debt, you know, paying off debt is also crucial on early and early step into building wealth. It's really hard to build wealth if you are paying a lot of servicing consumer debt, right? It's a, if you're always paying something back, paying someone else interest, it's going to be very hard to get that uh, higher net worth for you. Uh, high net worth individuals tend not to pay a fortune in interest. Your net worth is the sum of liabilities minus your assets. So as your debts get paid off and your income and assets increase, your net worth goes up faster and faster. Uh, most financial planners call uh, paying off debt one of the first steps in increasing your net worth. And you should accompany um, and should accompany every financial plan. Um, of course, paying off debt takes time, but if you follow the debt snowball plan, debts get paid off faster and faster as you add the payments for the re uh, retired debt to the next largest debt balance. Yeah, that's right. You know that <clears throat> the debt snowball is kind of it's kind of magic, really. Um, and people don't really get it. I don't think they understand what that means when we talk about the debt snowball. <clears throat> but what happens is the debt payments. For any debts that you retire, those automatically get applied to the next biggest debt, um, so to the larger debt, the next largest debt. And so what happens is you start combining that, um, and it just really it, and it just really accelerates the payment of debt and getting it paid off. And then if you can combine that with tightening your budget, you're going to find that your debts really start evaporating a lot quicker than you ever imagined. So if you really want to supercharge the debt snowball process, um, another thing you can do is you can sell something and apply that toward debt. Um, you know, maybe it's something you sell that also also costs you a lot to maintain, like a car or a boat. Um, then you get kind of the double benefit of paying down debt while you're reducing your budget. Um, you know, so this is the point where you really hit critical mass and you start seeing the, the mountain of debt just melting in front of you is whenever you start getting all of that working in your favor. So you really got to get serious about debt <clears throat> if you want to uh, to build wealth. And that's really one of the key steps to, to building wealth in the new year. Um, it's kind of like the fuel that you add to your wealth building rocket. Um, more fuel, the faster it's going to go. Um so when it comes to your mortgage, though, you know, it's okay to stretch that out into retirement. Um, we'd love to see people pay it off early. Don't get me wrong. I like to see a 15-year mortgage. like to see you not refinance it longer. Always keep that term, you know, and, and if you refinance it, shorten the term so it's paid off in 15 years, one and done, as we like to say. You want to get that paid off. We rarely see a wealthy person with a mortgage beyond retirement. Um, so you got to get that paid off by retirement. <clears throat> um, that's the key. 
And uh, so targeting your mortgage to be paid off at retirement simply gives you the flexibility and the freedom you want, you're going to want um, when you stop your day job. You know, it lowers your risk to the point where most people want to be in their golden years because you're, believe it or not, you're not going to be as comfortable with debt whenever you're retired. <clears throat> you're just not. You might think you will. You might think, oh, I'll just ride it into retirement and it'll be fine. Um, it's going to make you nervous when your portfolio is down 20% because of the markets are in bear market and you have debt you're paying, you're not going to be comfortable with it. So trust us when we say you want that paid off by retirement. Absolutely. <clears throat> the next thing to consider is increasing your retirement contributions. Uh, this is where the rubber really meets the road on your journey to building lasting wealth. You know, increasing your retirement plan funding will take advantage of your most powerful tool for saving taxes and building lasting wealth. Uh, we would recommend putting 15% or more uh, of your annual income towards retirement. It's kind of a good rule of thumb. And if you're nowhere near that, aim for saving an extra 1% or 2% more each year as you get raises. Uh, some plans allow automatic increases, so if that's available, you know you want to sign up for it. Small additional contributions will add up uh, big over a few years and go a long way building lasting wealth. But you, you want to really have a good retirement plan that shows you, hey, how much do I need to be saving to hit that income I need at the retirement age I'm shooting for. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I'm going to throw another one in here too. And, and that is you want to invest in the stock market. You know, it's yeah. one they don't have here on the list, but quite frankly, Ryan, I see a lot of people that, that are too conservative in their accumulating years when yeah. they got 10 years or more to retirement. And, and I know it's tempting today with the market being so high and we've had a great year to think, my goodness, the market's, can't keep going up. Well, guess what? It can, you know, yeah. <laughs> it can, <laughs> you know, it always surprises you how long these, these bear, these bull markets last. And, you know, yes, it may turn down. We may have a correction. You know, those typically last a few months. Um, we could have a bear market that might last a year. So you, we may have a pullback still over the course of five years, you know, if you're going to beat inflation, you got to do it in the stock market. Absolutely. So if you're going to build wealth, you got to be in the stock market and you can't time it. There's just no way. We all have their gut feel about this month or next month or this year, but usually that gut feel is wrong. The market goes up three quarters of the time. It's 75% of the time, three years out of four on average, and you just can't time that. So you got to put those odds in your favor. You got to invest in the stock market. If you want to build true wealth, that really is probably the biggest one on this entire list. Yeah. If you really want to build wealth, you got to be in the stock market. So, so I'll just throw that in there, you know, and when I also say, you know, that investing, building your retirement contribution is super important. Um, a lot of people want to wait till they're totally out of debt or, or you know, and, and, and a lot of some advisors will tell you to do that. Um, before they start committing large sums to retirement. And that is an idealistic approach. You know, you certainly want to do that. Um, <clears throat> but you got to be honest about your progress too. You know, I mean, if you simply can't afford to delay investing for 10 years for your retirement while you're trying to get totally out of debt, pay off your house and everything. So, you know, if you're not a person that can be totally out of debt um, before, and almost no, nobody can be like pay off their house, right? But I'm just talking about even consumer debt. You know, you got to walk and chew gum sometimes. So if this process is too slow, getting totally out of debt, you got to get your match. You got to still contribute to retirement plan. You got to get something going to retirement and build some momentum there while you also get really serious about paying off debts. So just want to throw that in there. 
Um, <clears throat> the next one here on the list is invest in yourself with the right education. You know, while it's always smart to invest for your future by putting money toward retirement or your kid's future, investing yourself now, it could really increase your net worth down the road. I mean, for example, if you go to grad school, you know, in theory, you could get a better job or a substantial raise. Um, so you got to be smart about it. You got to get an effective education that's really going to help you down the road. <clears throat> um, guys, it depends on what kind of a degree you get, <clears throat> but yeah, in, in 2021, last year, the National Association of College and Employers, they analyzed which master's degrees tend to lead to the highest earnings. And they said a master's in biology will earn graduates about 80, 87% more than without it. That's interesting. They're probably, yeah. probably teaching. Yeah, probably. In probably. The, <laughs> the education field, right. Um, but a master's in accounting, on average, will only lead to a 4% increase in salary. Oh, wow. So I'd say, yeah, if you're in accounting, probably don't get a master's. You yeah. Know? Oh, so I yeah. wonder, like, like compared to a CPA, if you just go pursue the CPA, how much more you might get paid. So those are the yeah, kind of things you got to look at. Yeah, I think are different things. I think that accreditation is very important. Yeah. I think that would make a big difference. Um, so you just got to weigh out your options and your potential earnings <clears throat> against going to, you know, back to school or getting getting additional education. Um, you know, hiring a career or financial coach could give you some insight, um, to land that promotion or a better career. So investing yourself is not always going to help you to become rich, but if you, if you think there are roadblocks keeping you from reaching your potential, then eliminating those obstacles could free you up to increase your income and accumulate more wealth. So you want to, want to look at that option that that's a good way to, to get you on the road to building wealth. Yeah, and the next is improve your career. We we kind of touched on this during the financial fact, but you know, advance your career by acquiring certifications. You know, like maybe if you're an accountant, you get a CPA, um, or your training needs. You know, another thing is ask for a raise. Um, a lot of my friends, I'm always surprised how they don't ask for raises, and and then when they do, they they'll sometimes get paid a, a decent amount more just right. by asking. <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, so don't be scared if you think you're worth it. You know, do things like that. Um. You know, working towards a promotion, applying for a new job, or even starting your own business. Um, there's lots of ways to advance your career uh, to make more money, so don't assume you're stuck. Oftentimes, you acquire skills in a job which are very marketable. So other companies, as a you know, to other companies, like as a consultant, we see a lot of engineers do that. Um, yeah, so like we see engineers retire or leave the marketing, uh, leave and marketing themselves as consultants to other companies and make a lot more um, than their previous job. We see a lot of people at SRS do that, yes. uh, especially. Yeah, that's right. So <clears throat> definitely got to keep your eyes open for better opportunities. <clears throat> and now might be a good time to do that, depending on what career you're in. Yeah, according to the career website Zippa, Zippia, I guess, for example, the average annual salary for any American employee is about $47,500, while for a business owner, that number jumps to $95,500. Um, so, you know, sure, there are some things that may not work out the way you plan and there are lots of businesses don't succeed. So, you know, if your skill is not something that, that is conducive to having your own private business, then obviously you may not want to do that. Um, but if yours does, then, you know, <clears throat> you might want to pursue, you know, having your own business. Um, <clears throat> you know, you could see your net worth go up considerably, if you can create a successful business, but don't assume, you know, that you're married to your current employer, um, <clears throat> that you have, or you, you, uh, can't obtain a marketable skill or specialty, you know, look into that, consider that it's another way to substantially build 
your wealth. Um, so this year really can be the year that you begin to, to build wealth toward financial freedom that you've dreamed of. Um, so take those concrete steps in 2022 to get yourself on track to build real wealth in the new year and get on track for the retirement you want for your golden years. And that's the, the point to this, this story. And that leads us up here to our question of the week. Yeah. So markets ended uh, really strong for 2021. So we had a client ask, hey, markets were up for the year. Should I do anything differently? And we kind of already touched on this. No, you know, we, we want to stay the course. Make sure you have a good plan in place. Make sure you're properly allocated for your goals and your risk tolerance. Um, but once again, you know, we we don't time markets. We don't make those kind of predictions if they're going to be up or down. So uh, we say stay the course. Yeah. Resist the urge to <clears throat> try to time it or to make any predictions about the, the you know, period ahead. Nobody can do that successfully. Yeah. You really can't. <clears throat> and so what's better to do is to rebalance. I mean, there yeah. are things you can do, Absolutely. right? You can, <clears throat> you know, rebalance your portfolio. Take some of what has done poorly um, <clears throat> or actually what has done well, yeah. which is now at a high price, which is a bigger piece of your portfolio. Invest that in the part that's down. Um, <clears throat> so you're always selling a little bit of what's high, buying a little bit of what's low. Yeah. And that really can help your portfolio over time. Plus, it keeps you in the right risk level, keeps you mm -hmm. from getting overweighted in things that have done well. Um, so rebalance your portfolio, stay the course, add money when it's down, when you get yeah. the opportunities, fully fund your retirement plans. You know, those are the things you should do in the new year, not not try to uh, figure out where the market's going to go. Exactly. Yeah. Good question of the week. All right. And that leads up here to our next topic, and that is um, how to make your financial life happier in 2022. Yeah, a little different. I'm talking about 2022 still, but you know, Steve, instead of setting ambitious money goals in the new year, consider some smaller and more cerebral ways to make your financial life a little happier. Uh, you know, this approach is likely to be especially helpful in 2022 after, you know, two years, uh, which many have been under a lot of financial strain. Um, according to an online service uh, survey, excuse me, that the personal finance site Next Advisor conducted of nearly 3,000 adults, over half said they felt very or somewhat anxious about their finances. So people spend a lot of time talking about how to manage their money, but rarely think about how to improve their relationship with their finances. Uh, that's Dr. Egan, uh, Vice President of Behavioral Finance. Uh, that's at Betterment. Um, and this is an article from the Wall Street Journal. Um, that we're covering today. So, so there are many ways to include uh, that individuals can improve their um, thinking about and how to reduce st the stress from money. So a lot of times we talk about the technical here. This is a little bit more of just how to be happier, uh, how to just not be as stressed out about money uh, going into 2022. Yeah, that's right. And the first one here is to focus on yourself. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, studies show that as income rises, so does happiness. So, hey, yeah. you know, making more money is a big <laughs> surprise there, right? Um, it does. But you know what? I mean, once earnings hit about 75000 in this study, which this study is about 11 years old, so the number's a little dated. But, you know, once it's about 75000 more money doesn't bring any significant improvement to happiness, according to the study. Um, that 75000 would be about 96000 in today's dollars, um, so, you know, it's, it's likely going to be even more in more expensive locations, mm -hmm. depending on where you're at, but it's all kind of relative. It didn't, I mean, part of the problem is when your income rises, we start to compare ourselves to a new set of peers, yeah. you know, people that are making similar money and, 
So according to the psychologist, you know, we might delight in that new HUV that you just bought, but, you know, a tiny bit less every time you see your neighbor driving like a convertible or, exactly. you know, <clears throat> the new, uh, you know, cyber truck or something. Yeah, <laughs> cyber truck. Uh, you know, well, one way to boost happiness is to analyze what really matters to us rather than to others. Uh, we just see so much. People are always comparing themselves, and that's just going to make you miserable. Um, to prompt clients to clarify their goals and to make sure their goals are really theirs, uh, George Kinder, a founder of Kinder Institute of Life Planning, asked three questions. These are really good questions. What would you do if you had all the time and money in the world? That would be the first. Mm-hmm. How would you live if you knew you only had five to ten years left? Mm. And what would you do? What would you most regret if you died tomorrow? Um, those are some good questions those to ask are, yourself. Yeah, those are pretty pretty thoughtful questions. And can help kind of really reset your goals and figure out what's important to you. So the third question is key, says Mr. Kinder, uh, whose answer have led him to spend more time in nature with family and writing books. It's fundamentally important not to compromise or on something that, if unfulfilled, would leave you with a deep regret. Um, we see this over and over again. People typically want to spend more time with their family. They want to focus on things like nature. You know, it's amazing if you really just take a step back and ask yourself those questions, how your priorities might change. Yeah. Uh, The next is save time and aggravation. So anything you can do to create more free time can lead to happiness, says Dr. Liam Mersky. That's a tough one to say. (laughs) Um, uh, So some ways to save time on your financial life include automating your bill payments, and putting your savings on autopilot. Mm. Um, that's a crucial way that yeah. you're just not spending time on things like that. If you have more than one traditional IRA, Roth IRA, 401k, and taxable account, consider consolidating um, those into one account if you can. Um, the main thing is you have fewer statements, less things to keep track of. Um, and so we obviously encourage our clients to do that, um, putting in like a rollover IRA. Um, And try not to check your account balances more frequently than once a month, quarterly. Um, A lot of advisors give that advice. Yeah, now I like what he says here. You know, he talks about, you know, they recommend what they call a stress-free budgeting. Um, And that's their method where they kind of eliminates the constant monitoring of your spending, which can be tedious and obviously a little depressing. You know, (laughs) any mind, it's like having to focus on every, every expense, you know. So rather than doing that, what they do is, they will, um, him and his wife, they'll send their paychecks to a joint bank account from which they automatically pay their recurring bills, right? So that gets paid first, like their mortgage and utilities, that kind of stuff. And then the couple, they'll automate transfers to sub-accounts that are earmarked for things, including like their emergency fund and, you know, a new car and vacations and the more discretionary long-term things. That goes into a separate account. And then they take what's left that's truly discretionary money for like eating out and just having fun and they divide that in half and, 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 and I guess they put that in different accounts hmm. for each of them to spend it as they see fit. Um, so totally discretionary money. So they don't keep track of any of it. They just kind of automate everything that, that needs to be paid. And then they divide what's left and they say, you spend your half, I'll spend my half and we're not going to argue about it. We're yeah. just going to, we're just going to do our thing and, and that's our budget. And, but then they have, you know, all their savings and everything automated first. It comes out first. They're kind of paying themselves first. I like that, you know, so that, that kind of minimizes conflict, which brings us to the next <clears throat> suggestion. And that is to minimize conflict with your spouse, your family members, and your friends. Um, <clears throat> so they say you can relieve stress 
by following um, that example that they just talked about and including um, some money in their budget, you know, for each of you just to spend independently. Um, so the goal was to allow each person to spend up to an agreed upon amount without criticism from the other. So it's just kind of giving each other a, a allowance, if you will, um, so that you totally can do what you want. You know, it's, it's decent allowance. Um, so you don't have to talk back and forth about every expense. So spouses, you know, some of them would rather spend the money. Some of them can say, would rather save the money. And that's fine. They can save the money in their own kind of spending account. Um, and so it's just a statement, you know, that each of them kind of have the freedom to be individual as well as be part of the relationship. Yeah, and there's numerous ways you can you can budget as a couple. The big thing we teach here is you want spousal unity. You, you need to agree on what you're going to do before you make any decision. You want to agree. Um, that's going to help you be a lot happier is when you're both on the same page as husband and wife as couple. Um, the next is get to a good place. Um, so Sarah Newcomb, a behavioral economist at Morningstar, Inc., recommends giving yourself a score of 1 to 10, whether you feel you can handle whatever comes your way financially. One reflects pessimism, 10 indicates optimism. So regardless of your income, uh, Miss Newcomb has found that people who assign themselves a score of five or more um, express greater satisfaction with their finances rather than those with lower scores. Yeah, and she recommends that you really focus on things you can control, like yeah. your savings rate, rather than things that are beyond your, beyond your control, like the returns from the stock market. Yeah. You know, so focus on things that you can control. Um, anything that's out of your control is just going to increase your anxiety. It's not worth focusing on that. So remind yourself of the financial achievements that you've made as well. You know, like if you paid off a credit card or you paid down your house, um, you know, make a list of those, both big and small, and just kind of keep that list so you can review it whenever you might get depressed or something. So you can look at it and say, you know, look, we're making some serious progress yeah. here. And that really helps with your, your contentment. Yeah. And other advisors uh, say, you know, you want to practice gratitude and forgiving yourself for mistakes because we are human and we're, we're going to make mistakes. So like we said, focus on the things you can control and then practice gratitude. Um, you know, if you, if you don't have it all figured out, you know, it's okay. You know, take small steps. That's why we teach the baby steps with Ramsey and things like that. Um, and just, just enjoy the ride. You know, life is short. So just, you know, celebrate the blends. Like when you become debt free, you know, enjoy it together um, because we're not promised tomorrow. And build in some fun in your budget, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. you got to have a date, you know? Yes. I mean, you got to build in date night and have some fun. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, but so you can do it all. I mean, you can have fun and still, still build wealth, still make it, you know, your, your goals to retirement. So uh, great article, great topic. And that leads us up to our final thing here, and that is the prescription of the week. Yeah, so it's the beginning of the year, and there's a lot of prediction about what to expect the markets 2022. I, I listen to things like Bloomberg, and there's always somebody has yep. an opinion about what's going to happen. Well, I'm going to tell you here, stop talk, uh, taking advice uh, from your favorite uncle, CNBC, Jim Cramer, et cetera. Instead, be diversified using mutual funds. You know, Follow your plan. Um, trying to predict markets like we talked about earlier will drive you crazy, and it's impossible to get it right. Yeah, and just back to what we just talked about, you know, focus on things you can control, yeah. right? Um, which is, you know, your savings rate and your goals and, and having a plan. Um, yeah, don't take predictions about the stock market and what it's going to do this year. Um, nobody really knows. We all kind of have a gut feel. And I mean, that, sure. that sense, consensus seems to be that it's going to probably do decent this year. Yeah. Not as good as last year, but probably be decent from what everybody I'm hearing on Bloomberg and other other analysts out there. But having said that, it's unpredictable, right? Yeah. We just there's no way to just like we couldn't predict this 
this uh th- this covid you know Correct. pandemic and the direction it's taken here recently so focus on what you can control be diversified as ryan mentioned um in a well diversified portfolio and um you'll be on track for a great 2022 given given you know what the market gives us yeah you know, if it continues to go up so all right well that's been this week's edition of money md tune in next week here more prescriptions for your financial health check us out on our website moneymd.net Send us your questions. You can link to us there. We'd love to hear from you. Or you can give us a call at Richard Young Associates at 706-739-0725. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of the week. This program contains general information only and should not be taken as specific investment, tax, or legal advice. This broadcast is not a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. SmartVestor Pro is not connected to investment returns. Further information is available by contacting Richard Young Associates, a registered investment advisor. 